everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Attention to Detail. This is Jacob joining you as always. And today we are going to be talking about another winter-themed piece continuing our series here on Attention to Detail. Looks to me like, at least where I am, the, the weather starts to potentially be turning. So so that's a positive sign. And I'm looking forward to, to getting back out there, running, biking, all the things that I've been doing over the course of quarantine. But the piece that we're going to be talking about today, the, the weather certainly has not turned uh, metaphorically or literally. This is Schubert's Winterizer, which we'll be discussing today, and it is a very gloomy, negative, depressing piece in many ways. Um, at, Schubert is a composer that we haven't really spoken about that much on this podcast so far, but he's a, a phenomenal composer, you know, one of the one of the greats in the classical canon. One of those quintessential artists who wasn't really recognized in his own time. He lived only to the age of, of 31, so he died very young from, from syphilis. And towards the end of his life, his, his music was really only known to a select circle in Vienna where he was from. He became much more famous later, of course, but, but while he was alive, it was a, a challenging existence and... Due to his illness, he deteriorated mentally and physically towards the end of his life. And Winterizer is one of the last pieces he ever composed. I think it's the it's it's said that he was working on this piece, editing this piece as, as kind of the last musical work he ever did. Um, and like so many composers' late works, this piece is really emblematic, indicative of, of Schubert's style, his mature style as a composer. And it's what we call a song cycle. It's a collection of songs, art songs, or what are often referred to by their original German name, leads. Um, the lead or the art song was a really common, popular, important subgenre of, of classical music during this time, and certainly one of the foremost subgenres of German Romanticism. And the lead is basically a singer and a pianist. So just two, two musicians on stage and some sort of text that they sing and often constructed in very simple forms. They can be strophic. We'll talk a little bit about that. It means that the music is actually repeated over and over as they sing different verses. Uh, they might be in an ABA type of form. These very simple song-like forms appear all over the place in, in leads. Occasionally they're through composed. We'll also talk about that. That means that you know different music comes for each verse of poetry. But generally very simple and it's as a result, it's a subtle art form. You know, the the things that we listen for in leads are, are a little interesting chord there, a little flourish there. Uh, it requires a really attentive type of listening because small nuances are, are very important because the composer is only working with two musicians, not a huge dynamic range, not a huge timbral range, not a huge textural range. So they have to they have to make their artistry in in the in the subtleties, uh, you know, add their artistry in these in these moments of of just a little interesting harmony or or idea injected somewhere into into these songs. 
So we'll, we'll point out many of those moments in Vinterizer. We're going to go through and highlight some of the important musical moments as well as some of the important moments in the narrative. I should mention from the outset that our primary character here, the singer, is a wanderer. And the wanderer is a character that appears all over works of art from, from the German Romantic era. If you've ever seen the, the Caspar David Friedrich painting, The Wanderer Against the Mists, or whatever it's called in English, uh, that is, you know, it's it's one of the most emblematic paintings of, of German Romanticism. And we have wanderers all over music. Schubert himself wrote a wanderer fantasy. If you followed our ring breakdowns, Wotan at one point disguises himself as a wanderer. Uh, it appears all over the place. And it's, it's really meant to be this kind of lonely, uh, searching, lost character somewhat metaphorical of the kind of soul of someone who's who's trying to to find their way um but the wanderer also finds him or herself often in you know other quintessential german romantic settings like the forest uh, amidst a, a hunt so it's it's a character that appears all over in in german romanticism and so we have a wanderer here and the the song cycle starts with a song actually called Gute Nacht, Good Night. So night descends upon this song cycle right from the outset. And I'm not going to go over all the text of, of every song. We're not going to listen to every song. But this Winterreise starts with the singer singing, A stranger I arrived here, a stranger I go hence. Maytime was good to me with many a bunch of flowers. The girl spoke of love, her mother even of marriage. Now the world is dismal, the path veiled in snow. And so this introduces, this introduces us to uh, the other main character who never makes an appearance, but this kind of lost love of the wanderer. It's a little bit unclear whether this woman died or if she just left him, was not interested, if they ever were involved. Um, but there's this deep, deep longing in this, uh, in this wanderer. And so let's listen to the beginning of Gutenacht. Um, very importantly, so one thing I should mention from the outset too is that these songs, unlike a lot of other pieces and pieces even that we've talked about on this podcast, these songs were written with the knowledge that different singers have to sing these in different keys to fit their particular voice. And so certain pieces, uh, the key relations, the key that they start in and end in is incredibly important. It has all these interesting connotations. Here, that may not be quite as true because, you know, Gutenacht is written in D minor, but, you know, some vocalists might sing it in a different key. It can be transposed. And so the actual key that these songs are in is often not, not as important as we might, might think or as we might find in other cycles like this. That being said, I think what is really important and what we'll highlight over the course of this podcast is whether it's in major or minor. Uh, those are, as many of our listeners will be familiar with, those are the joyful, happy, optimistic key of major and the gloomy, depressing, sad key of, of minor. Now, we'll also see how those characterizations don't always hold in this 
song cycle, but it's important to keep an ear out for major or minor because those are very clear decisions from, from Schubert. So we start in minor, uh, no surprise there. It's a very gloomy opening to the, to the piece. Um, the poetry is very gloomy, I should say, but the music mirrors that as well. And so let's listen to the beginning here of, of Gute Nacht, the first notes that we hear in this song cycle of Winterreise. So there you have it, the opening of Gutenacht. And just to get our ears kind of working, listening to these German leads, the subtleties involved, few things that I notice right off the bat, um, which are which might be subtle, but, but are important to listen for. So the piano starts this song, and it's a consistent pulse. It's almost a little bit like a march tempo or a dirge, a slower march, a funeral sort of march. Um, and a falling figure we hear immediately. Not, not an ascending figure, which might signal optimism, but falling figure, a kind of sigh. All of these minutiae of you know, contour, rhythm, these are really important to these, to these leads, along with it, of course, being dark, minor, kind of low in the piano's range. So this first song, Gute Nacht, is, is a strophic song. And I want us to listen a little bit to the third strophe verse as well, because uh, what happens here is that we hear the same music over and over, but it gets slightly changed based on the text. So the third verse, he's, he now says, why should I stay longer until they drive me away? Let the, let the stray dogs howl outside the master's house. Um, love loves to rove, God made it so. From one to the next, sweetheart, good night. So he's he's getting a little more animated, worked up, um, and we hear that in the the third strophe or stanza of this uh, of this song. So here's the the third verse. The singer gets a little more animated, and and we'll listen to some of the differences. Was soll ich So finally, we come to the fourth and final stanza of this song. And very importantly, it, it feels like a huge shift in the context of something that's repeating over and over. We shift to major. And the text here now is, I will not disturb your dreams that would spoil your rest. He says, softly, I'll shut the doors. As I leave, I shall write good night upon the gate for you so that you may see I have been thinking of you. And the, the shift to major and the use of major in this, this song cycle, Venturiza, this is the first time we hear the major and we'll hear it a few select times from here on out. And I'd encourage our listeners to kind of consider for themselves when they're listening, 
how does this major feel? Uh, Schubert, to give a little bit of a spoiler, or my own take, Schubert was a master of using the major mode, not in, in so much of a happy way as a, it's almost a mournful happiness or, or brightness. It, it feels almost even more painful, even more sad than the minor a lot of the time. It's like a dream that, that can't quite be grasped or, or attained. Uh, you know, hopeful, wishful thinking that that we know as as the listener will never come to fruition. So here's that final verse of, of Gutenacht when it shifts to major. All right, so that's the first song of Gutenacht, and now our wanderer sets off on his journey. We'll skip a few songs here. Uh, he passes a weather vane, and he gets reminded of, of the woman, his, his lost love. This is a consistent uh, occurrence in this song cycle. He's constantly being reminded in a sort of obsessional way about this woman that he has lost. Um, so this first song, Weather Vane, or the second song, I should say, very agitated as well. He, he, he gets reminded of the woman. There's, there's something called text painting, which we'll, we'll talk about more in a second. Um, we also have a song called Frozen Tears. Uh, now he starts crying and the tears get frozen on his face. So it's a very icy, cold scene. Still in minor. This is our first through composed song. So we're no longer strophic, but, but this one is through composed. Uh, but yeah, another another painful scene of his tears freezing on his face. The next one is called Numbness. We don't know if this is numbness from the cold or, or emotional numbness or a combination. But this is another very agitated song. Also minor, somewhat through composed. Like in Gutenacht, we get a brief uh, moment of major in this song. In the third verse, he says, where shall I find a blossom? Where should I find green grass? And very briefly for this scene of, you know, maybe there's some, some nice nature, some, uh, let me find a flower around here. It goes to major, but then the flowers are dead. The grass looks so wan, back to minor. That's what we call text painting. We'll, we'll highlight this more, but, but moments in a song where the text suggests something and the song really mirrors that in some way. So we'll, we'll see many instances of that of that shortly. But we come now to the fifth song in the cycle and one of the most important songs, I think one of the most beautiful songs Schubert ever wrote. It's a very famous standalone song too. It's called Der Lindenbaum, the, the linden tree. And he comes to this linden tree. I'll, I'll read you the text of this. Uh, I'll read the entire text of this song very quickly. And we'll listen to some important verses. But this is a, a, a quintessential German romantic song. You know, very depressing, but also beautiful. So he says, By the well at the town gate, there stands a linden tree. In its shadow I have dreamed full many a sweet dream. Uh, I'll skip some, actually. He goes on to talk about how he would sit under this linden tree in, in reveries. Um, 
And then he comes to the third verse. He says, just now my journey, my journey took me past it at the dead of night. And even in the darkness, I had to close my eyes. And its branches rustled as if they were calling to me, come here to me, lad, here you will find your rest. There's tons of metaphor in here. Is the rest death or is it just sitting down for a little while and, and taking a nap? Then it gets very dark. The chill winds blew straight in my face. My hat flew off my head. I did not turn back. And the final verse, now I am many hours distant from that place, yet I still hear the rustling. There you would have found rest. So the idea is he kind of walks past this linden tree, emblematic of, of memories past or whatever, but he, he decides to go on. Um, and let's listen to a few important verses, stanzas from this this song. The first is is the opening, of course. And listen again to how, how different the piano texture is here from, from the first song of Gutenacht and anything that you might notice about what the piano is, is playing to introduce this singer. So right from the outset, we hear the, the wind rustling through the trees, as the poet says, played by the piano there, this figure that goes, it's very fast and it sounds like wind. We also hear some intervals that might be played by two horns. It's a, a common German romantic trope. And then the singer comes in and sings about this, this linden tree. So now let's skip ahead and, and listen to the third verse um, when it comes to the present. And he says, just now my journey took me past it in the dead of night. And let's hear what happens there. Ich musst auch heute wandern so you might notice that the song has taken a very pessimistic or real turn in a way. That's what Schubert does so masterfully, both here in Gutenacht and other places. Somehow the major feels dreamy, like a, a past memory, and the minor, which we hear here, feels real somehow. And so his journey now, we're in the present, it goes to minor, and he passes this tree in the dead of night, so it becomes dark, and the dream is gone. So now we'll skip to the fifth verse, and this is the verse, the chilly winds blew straight in my face, and these maybe are metaphorical winds, the winds of, of life, and let's hear how the song again takes a very different turn for this fifth verse. Der Blizzard, mir grad ins Angesicht, der Hund. 
now to end the song, as I mentioned when I read it, the, the text of the final verse, now I am many hours from that distant place, yet I still hear the rustling. There you would have found rest. So it's an incredibly tragic thought, an incredibly tragic song, but very poignantly, Schubert returns to the major, this very simple Lindenbaum song to close uh, close this fantastic fifth number of Vinterazza. So let's listen to a little bit of that final verse. But I'd encourage you, of course, I'd encourage you to go listen to the entire cycle, but this is one song that should certainly be listened to in its entirety because it, it goes through this amazing journey and then you end up here for this, this final verse. All right, so that's Der Lindenbaum, one of the most important songs of this cycle. We'll skip the next song, Wasserflut, and goes back to minor. Um, another moment when he talks about this warm breeze that touches his face, and it goes to major, but mostly a minor pessimistic song. It's another strophic one. I want to demonstrate a little bit of this text painting technique for you so, so you get a little better sense maybe of what that actually is. And we'll look at the next song, uh, at the River, which is another kind of march-like, semi-strophic song like, like uh, Gute Nacht, also in minor. But the third verse goes to major, and I want us to listen to that because in the third verse, uh, he mentions his beloved. He says, on your crust I carve with a sharp stone, he's talking about a rock or uh, on the stream, the name of my beloved and the hour and the day. So this guy's really longing you know, kind of obsessionally over this 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 woman, but for this moment, and maybe it's not maybe it's not uh, so great. Maybe it's a, a real painful major. But here's here's what the music sounds like. So you can hear how with just this tiny turn of music, Schubert goes from that minor, that kind of march-like subject to this beautiful major for a brief moment for this, this moment really of pain in, in the poetry. And then he, he'll slip back, straight back into the kind of strophic, simple progression of, of this song. That's what we call text painting, and it happens all over these songs. Um, fantastically done there and, and many other instances of that throughout this cycle. So we have more songs. Looking back, Rookblick, this is another minor agitated song. We'll skip it. Irlicht, the next one, also somewhat strophic, also minor. Um, shifts to major at, at important moments. I just want to play the beginning of the next song, which is called Rost or Rest for You. And he now, he becomes tired. He says, I only notice now how tired I am as I lay down to rest. Walking kept my spirits up along an inhospitable road. And he's kind of, you know, he's just getting weary and he's being beaten down by 
this journey, maybe the journey of life, whatever this journey may be. And let's just hear the beginning of this song, Rast or Rest. Now here for this song Rost, we actually have an important key. I mentioned that the keys are, are usually not important, but this is in its original uh, notation from Schubert, also in the key of D minor, the same key as Gute Nacht, the first song. And I think that is important because the song itself kind of sounds like that first song of Gute Nacht, but also the exact same key. That signals to us that we're in some way somewhat back to the beginning uh, kind of ambiance, uh, emotion of the beginning, but but now the character, it's it's like he's he's trying to achieve something but keeps coming back to to this kind of beaten down, tragic uh, feeling or or emotion that that he has. So so that is Rost, another great song from this uh, from this song cycle. And now we come to the next song, Fruling's Traum, and I want to listen to a, a decent part of this song. It's it's one that I particularly like. It's another one of the few major songs in this cycle. And again, Frühlingstraum means uh, spring dreams or something like that. And and so it's it's a dreamlike state. And that's again why we get major. It's it's not really real. It's something divorced from the reality of this wanderer's journey. So let's listen to the first three stanzas. He says, I dreamed of bright flowers such as blossom in May. Um, you know, he he keeps going on about these beautiful spring dream scenes. And in the third verse, he says, but on the window panes, who had been painting leaves? Well, may you laugh at the dreamer who saw flowers in winter. And so it's kind of this nostalgic, can I have hope amidst this, the pain of this cold, dreary winter, the metaphorical winter. In any case, let's listen to the first three stanzas of, of Fruling's Trum because they're all different. This is a, one of the semi-through composed songs, and it's an important one because, as I mentioned, the major mode for this, uh, for this song cycle is rare. So when we get it, it's, it's very notable. So here's the beginning of Fruling's Trum. Träumte von bunten Blumen, so wie sie wohl blühen im Mai. Ich träumte von grünen Wiesen, von lustigem Vogelgeschrei, von lustigem Vogelgeschrei. Und als die Hähne kräkeln, da ward mein Auge wach, da war es kalt und finster. Es Oh, an den Fenster schau 
So we hear three very different verses there uh, in Frühlingstrom. And I should mention also in the second verse, the text is, and when the cocks crew, my eyes opened, it was cold and dark. So he's woken up from that dream, that very airy, light first verse. And then he kind of, the third verse, which is almost like a chorale, it's the most nostalgic, the slowest. He thinks back to that dream, you know, but on the window panes, who had been painting leaves? And so he's going back to that state which he was awoken from and trying to think about what that spring dream was like. So we get this nice little reprieve from the, the pain of reality in that, in that third verse. So then we come to the final song of the first part, Vinterreise is divided into two parts. You can take a little pause in performance. We'll skip this one. It's called Einsamkeit or Loneliness, but it is... Uh, again in minor, it's very barren. Suddenly he's he's realized that he's totally alone. There's this one moment of storminess. He gets a little worked up, but for the most part, it's a very barren landscape of, of loneliness. And that's how we end the first part in very dreary fashion. So then we come back uh, after our little pause and, and we have the second part. And I want to listen to the first song because it's just one of my favorites. It's it's a delightful little song. Um, it's one of the only, I, I think, outwardly optimistic and fun songs in this in this cycle. De Post, the Postman, and let's just listen. It's a great way to start this second part before you you head back into the dreariness of of the narrative. Um, and we hear even in this song just the slightest little deviations away from the cheeriness, vigor of of this postman uh, arriving because he can't stop thinking about this this girl. Um, but here's a little bit from De Post, one of my favorite songs from Vinterreise. Von der Straße hier ein Postor klingt, was hat es, dass es so gut ausbringt, mein Herz? It's a it's a really delightful song. I mean, it's 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 somewhat tragic itself because the reason why our character is so excited to see this postman is because he hopes that you know he's receiving a letter from his his loved one, and alas, of course, he is not. So tragic again but but it's a, a super fun song and, and one of my favorites so now we go back to the dreariness of of the plot uh we have this this weird song called der greise kopf the the ugly head or whatever and he he kind of gets this this snow all over his his own head it makes him think that he's old an odd song but we're back to minor he also sees a crow that's another minor song um now we'll listen to a little bit of, of the, the next song, the Letzte Hoffnung, which is Last Hope. Um, this is a great song. I would, I would listen to the whole thing, but let's listen to the beginning because the, the text of the beginning, uh, or, or kind of let me summarize just the text of the whole song, is that he's looking at this, this tree and he sees some leaves on the tra tree and he gazes at one leaf. He says, I hang my hopes upon it. 
If the wind toys with my leaf, I tremble to my trembling's limit. And then the leaf falls to the ground and he falls to the ground himself. This leaf's descent is emblematic of his own. Uh, so let's listen to the beginning of Letzte Hoffnung because it's another excellent use of text painting. Remember that a leaf falling is the primary idea of this song. So here's the beginning of Letzte Hoffnung. So even in the piano introduction to that song, you hear this kind of one note bouncing around all over the place. And it's it sounds almost like a leaf that's falling, you know, somewhat imperfectly as leaves do, jumping all over the place. And then towards the end of that clip, we actually hear this big descent as the leaf falls to the ground. So I think this is a great song of, of text painting, one to listen to in its entirety if you want. We'll skip the next one, Imdorfa in the village. Uh, this is this one is primarily in major, and he passage of he passes a village and and sees uh, people sleeping in their beds, and you know he's imagining the dreams that they are having. So again, the major is associated with a dreamlike a dreamlike state, not reality. Um, we also have a song called the stormy morning. Uh, we'll skip that one as well. Sounds a little bit like it's going to be major, but he plays an interesting harmonic trick on us here, and it's actually a, a minor stormy song. Um, so he's he's playing with us a little bit as listeners here because he's given us tastes of the major, but but now he's kind of faking us out, taking it away from us. The next song, uh, hard to translate. The the title of the song is Tauschung. Um, I'll leave it to our our German. Friends, those who, who speak German, to, to know the appropriate translation of this song, but we're going to skip it as well. There's this kind of little ball of light that dances in front of his face, and he, he follows it in, in a way, um, and it's this very light kind of major music. So we get another major song now. The, the frequency of major songs is, is growing, you might notice, and this is, this is somewhat important because I think he's becoming increasingly detached from reality and increasingly more in this world of dreams to escape the the painful reality, which is these, these minor songs that are getting increasingly more depressing. So the major doesn't seem like a, a reprieve or an improvement for us in this song as it might in other, uh, in other German romantic works. I should mention of one of the most common trajectories or paths that a piece of German Romanticism can take is what's called Sturm und Drang, Struggle and Triumph. Um, this is Beethoven's fifth. This is, you know, Beethoven's ninth. All these pieces that go from minor 
too major and it's seen as the sort of ultimate triumph to be able to break out of this storminess and, and minor mode and achieve the most triumphant major. But here Schubert has kind of flipped that on its head. This is not a Sturm und Drang text. This is a descent from the pains of reality to kind of almost a hallucinatory state. Uh, and the major is not not a good development in this this particular plot. So in any case, let's let's listen to a little bit of the next song, an important moment in the plot, Der Wegweiser, the signpost. And this is our character's real Robert Frost moment, but but not in a positive way. He he you know he he's asking why do I pass the highways by that other travelers take to seek out hidden tracks through snowbound rocky heights. Um, and he goes on. He's kind of in this very bad mood, and he says, "One signpost I see standing there, steadfast before my gaze. One road I must travel by which no one ever came back." So he's he's chosen the path of. Know, death or whatever it might be, but this is this is kind of the crux of the cycle, the moment where he really chooses his path, which no one ever came back from. Very tragic moment. But I want us to listen to the beginning and this final verse of Der Wegweiser, because again, a very subtle change, but what Schubert does here to highlight this, this final verse is is very important. So that's the opening of Der Wegweiser, and now let's listen to this, this final verse. And I want you to listen to what the singer sings and how it's just slightly different from that first verse. So the music has become so barren, so pessimistic that the singer can really only sing these strings of one note over and over and over. There's no contour or melody to his song anymore. And Ian Bostridge, the singer here, does a great thing with his the timbre of his voice. He kind of almost whispers this this final verse. So a very poignant and important moment in this in this plot. So We'll skip the next song, but it's a beautiful one, the tavern, Das Wirtshaus. Um, he walks past a, a tavern and 
he gets turned away. At first, he's in this graveyard and he's he's wandering, and then he sees this this tavern, but all of the rooms are occupied. It's like he's shunned from society. But it's this beautiful major chorale texture that that Schubert writes here. Um, and then, of course, at the end, it turns to minor. It becomes real again. It's it's like this dream. Um, state that he's in that gets taken away from us yet again. I'd encourage you to listen to this song if you'd like. It's a beautiful one. The next song is Moot! Exclamation point. I'm not going to try to uh, translate that one either, but this is another very dramatic minor song. The snow is flying in his face. We'll skip this one, and we'll also skip the next one, although it's it's another beautiful one, Nebenzonen. And it's this song about three sons um we come to this this song where he sees he sees three suns in the sky um and it's another major song very nostalgic these three sons i think i had a teacher at one point who told me kind of what this means i tried to do a little research myself uh, it seems like there's there's some sort of chinese doctrine uh in in kind of Confucian philosophy that 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 says that these suns represent stages of the end of time or something like that. So that would certainly be be fitting. Um, if anyone knows any more of the symbolism of these three suns, I'd I'd love to know myself in more detail. So so feel free to send me a message. But in any case, Schubert is certainly referencing, or Mueller, I should say, the poet is referencing something here, um, and Schubert sets this in a very wistful nostalgic major the final major song that we get here in the cycle and then we come to the final song der Leiermann, one of the most poignant incredible songs ever composed and and just an incredible ending to this this cycle and i'll read you the uh the beginning of Leiermann, which we'll listen to just beyond the village stands a hurdy-gurdy man and with his numb fingers, he plays the best he can. Um, and so there's this kind of amateur hurdy-gurdy player who the wanderer encounters. And so let's listen to the beginning of this Der Leiermann song, the final song of this cycle. Very enigmatic, perplexing way to end, but, but incredibly poignant. So here's the beginning of Der Leiermann. So right at the beginning of that song, we hear these these little short intervals. It's it's like we're hearing a hurdy-gurdy, and we can almost imagine this being a little out of tune or something. Of course, we can't make the piano out of tune for this cycle, but we actually hear this hurdy-gurdy man playing. And so the text of this song, after he, after he encounters this hurdy-gurdy man, he says, 
barefoot on the ice, he totters to and fro, and his little plate has no reward to show, so no one's recognizing him, giving him any money. No one wants to listen, no one takes a scan, all the dogs all growl around the aged man. And he lets it happen, as it always will, he grinds his hurdy-gurdy, it is never still. So it's this kind of Sisyphean life of playing his hurdy-gurdy over and over. And for the final verse, the last words of Vinteriza, the, the singer says, Curious old fellow, should I go with you when I sing my songs? Will you play your hurdy-gurdy too? And so he leaves us with this feeling of, you know, all of this is for nothing. It's 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 Sisyphean, his his efforts to to try to overcome the the winters of, of life. Uh, an incredibly depressing ending, if you ask me. I mean, this gets me every time. It's it's a very poignant, the kind of triviality of the song to close this, this amateur hurdy-gurdy man, you know, amidst this this uh, high creation of, of Western art song is, is somehow very poignant. But here's that final verse and listen to the slight, slight differences from, from the opening of this finer, final verse of Der Leiermann. So at the close, we hear this slight, like the last effort to have a little outburst of emotion or, or something like that. The singer rises a little bit, but alas, it ends this song where it started and the cycle where it started in this minor mode, very pessimistic, very depressing. Um, and with that, yeah, closes Vinteriza, the last piece that Schubert wrote. A kind of sad existence, or excuse me, not the last piece that Schubert wrote in, in entirely, but the last major piece and, and the last one that he he was working on, we, we think, or editing when, when he passed away. And uh, uh, in some ways, a really tragic but fitting close to the, to the life of Schubert, somewhat unrecognized in his time, just like this hurdy-gurdy, no one wants to listen, no one wants to take a scan. This hurdy-gurdy man's music is is maybe in some way emblematic of Schubert. Um, you know, no one wanted to give him the recognition he he definitely deserved and has gotten since. Um, and there's so many interesting undertones to to this this piece, Vinteriza. Some have theorized that Schubert was was homosexual and he faced some sort of discrimination in his life against that. He felt like he didn't really have an identity in, in what was then, I mean, you know, massively conservative and uh, uh, Vienna and, and a place that would have been incredibly, incredibly challenging, uh, discriminatory to live in. Um, and, and so uh, a really, a really gut wrenching song cycle of Vinteriza, but 
but an incredible one. Like so many great tragedies, uh, incredibly poignant when you come to the end, this Der Leiermann song. So with that, that's that's the end of our recap of, of Vinterreise. I'd encourage you to go listen to to all of these songs, but especially the ones that we've we've highlighted. It's a great song cycle also to see live. It's like it's like going to see a great Shakespeare tragedy. You know, you can read it, but to hear it, to make the effort to go and sit and watch it in its entirety, uh, there's nothing really like it. So hopefully this has piqued the curiosity of, of a few of our listeners and they uh, are are interested in potentially going to to listen to this Vinterreise piece, which is so fantastic. And in the meantime, while we're all in quarantine, if it's not too depressing, you can give it a lesson on, on YouTube or something like that. But for us, uh, you know, unlike this wanderer, it seems like spring is coming. It seems like vaccines are on the way. So there's a lot to be optimistic for, which is which is fantastic. Um, and in the meantime, you know, plenty of great music to listen to as well. So we'll be, we'll be back soon with, with another uh, piece review. In the meantime, I hope everyone is staying safe, healthy, and warm and, and starting to get out there again with some of this beautiful early spring weather. So see all of our listeners soon and enjoy. Enjoy.